This episode of Lady Startup is brought to you by the MYOB and Smiling Mind Small Business Program, partnering to make mental health everyone's business. Hi, I'm Jenny. Um, sorry. <laughs> right, let's see again. This is not a podcast about the joys of being your own boss. It was really full on all of the time, really. We don't really know any different. This is a collection of conversations with female founders about the moments that almost finished them, from bushfires to babies, sex scandals to personal crisis. As I said that, I went to the floor and just had this contraction that That didn't stop. This is a special mini-season of the Lady Startup Podcast, hosted by me, Mia Friedman. Most business partnerships are between relatives, friends, or lovers, and that makes them pretty intimate. But Gemma and Jenny, the co-founders of the shoe business Palmera Sandals Australia, are next level. They are sister-in-laws, best friends, and this is my favourite story I've ever heard in any conversation I've ever had with a lady startup. This one time, Jenny delivered one of Gemma's babies. Now that's a serious commitment to getting shit done. I opened the front door, went upstairs and it was game on. (laughs) They first met in London, where they're from, back in 2006 when Jenny started dating Gemma's big brother. Shortly after, James headed to Australia to do some job interviews and Gemma tagged along with him. And it's lucky she did because she met her Aussie husband Brent on the plane. Fun fact, it was Valentine's Day. And within two years, both couples were living in Australia. Palmeras are a particular type of traditional sandal that is made on an island in Spain called Menorca. And when Jenny noticed her hairdresser wearing a pair, she fell in love with them. She called the distributor and did a deal to sell them exclusively in Australia. And this is the really surprising bit. Over the next couple of years, these lady startups got on with running their business and growing their families. But one day, totally out of the blue, one of their posts went viral on Facebook. And that is when things got truly hectic. So we went from two mums juggling two new babies to then it was just absolute chaos. To give you a sense of how going viral on social media impacted their lives and their business, I asked the girls what Palmera looked like the day before that post took off versus what happened afterwards. Well, Life changed as we knew it, you know. At the time, Jenny had a six-month-old, her first baby, and I had a two-month-old, my first baby. So really, we were trying to navigate early motherhood. We had been doing Palmyra Sands Australia for around 18 months, so things were ticking over. We were doing Palmyra parties, you know, a little bit like Tupperware parties, but we would do it with Palmyra's. We dabbled in some markets and things like that and we'd built a website. We were probably doing about 10 orders a week. One evening we went viral. The story goes, we had about 3,000 followers on Facebook and one night I thought I'll just put a picture of our leopard print with an orange backstrap on Facebook and I'll say like and share to win a pair of Palmeiras. We got a few likes and then it sort of hit 10 likes and I was like, oh, wow, okay, this is getting traction. You know, 10 likes was a lot back then. And very quickly it started jumping from 100 likes to 500 likes to 1,000 likes and it just kept going. The sales started to come in and um, I think we sold out of every single pair that night. I think it was about 600 pairs. So we went from two mums juggling two new babies with a little bit of work to then it was just absolute chaos. 
say the post just went absolutely viral. I think it reached 1.3 million in the end. And we went up to about 30,000 followers on Facebook. So just that alone and managing all of the messages. So this all happened through Facebook? It was all through Facebook, but it was the things like we had absolutely no infrastructure in place. You know, we used to hand wrap these sandals we used to hand write every single note postal satchels everything was just um everything tracking numbers you name it so the next morning we had to somehow get out 600 pairs of shoes what did you actually do did you like call up everyone you knew how did you physically do it and we don't have family here we're each other's family we're actually sister-in-laws so it was just like right gems I'm coming over to you she's living in Potts Point at the time yeah. So I put my baby in the car and then I stayed there for seven days. <laughs> and by the end of it, it looked pretty scary. <laughs> yeah. We did have a couple of friends come and help here and there when they could. Did you have the stock? Like how many people did you have to disappoint? How many shoes did you actually have to sell? Well, everything yeah. went. We had about 600 pairs in my garage downstairs. And we could fulfill everything though. Somehow our inventory was most, right. I'm not sure yeah. how. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't believe that. By one. a miracle. But we had a few, you know, when we started out, we, we started handwriting the notes. But by the end of the week, we had already put systems in yeah. place yeah. because we had to. One of the most dangerous times for a business is going from startup to scale up. How fast did your business have to change from, you know, just two friends with some shoes in the garage to what it is now? Well, we moved every single year, didn't we? Yeah. So where I used to do the orders, in the bottom of, you know, like we were in a car spot. It was about a year later we hired someone. We moved house, or I moved house, and we set up the business in the bottom of our house. We had a bit of space to do our photos and actually run the business. Mm. So we had two staff members in there. And what were their roles? What did you hire for? One girl was doing our customer service, took over that side for us. And the other one was really a bit of a hands-on helping us with everything, especially as we were both pregnant at the time. So, pregnant um, again. We were on to number two and both of us were quite sick through our pregnancy. Mm. So it was really just having those extra pair of hands helping us get mm. in and do that. But we didn't hire lots of staff no. and I we talk about this a lot and I think the reason we didn't need to is because we had the babies. We had to get everything so down pat. Everything had to be systemized, automated. We could pretty much run the businesses from our phones, which we did. What do you mean? How did you do that? Like what systems did you use to run it from your phones? Um, For our website, we use Shopify, which is just such a brilliant platform. You can change the website from an app on your phone. So we had Shopify on our phone. We had all our social media, which was really our marketing. All of that was at our fingertips and our emails. Most people, if they have a partner that they go into business with, it will usually be someone they're quite close to. It will either be a romantic partner, a relative or a friend. I always say to people who are talking about that, try to make sure you've got different strengths and weaknesses and that you've bring different skills and experience. Tell me a little bit about the different things you brought and have you ever sat down and said, okay, you do this and you do that or it's just evolved? 
I think before we went viral, most people would probably think we had similar skill sets. And I think if you met Jenny and I, you'd probably think, oh, we're quite similar. And we are in a lot of ways. But when we went viral, it very quickly showed our differences in that. And we didn't even have a conversation. I just started picking up and working out how we were going to send out these orders. And Jenny was on emails. And thank goodness, because I hate doing stuff like that you know I would worry in a way that Jenny's very very good at customer service she'll say that she isn't but actually she's very good at dealing with people but vice versa I cannot stand being in that warehouse and picking and packing shoes and logistically and the thousands and thousands of numbers you have to work with and Quite quickly, that's just how it evolved. And then from that, mm-hmm. you know, there's other little jobs that then come from that. You kind of get your roles. And interestingly, yeah. I didn't even realise I was like that. No. no you know, I've learned yeah. so much mm. about myself yeah. and you probably oh, the I same. Love, yeah, I really, and what I love, I sound really sad, but what I love about the customer service <laughs> side of stuff is I love people and I love our brand and mm. I want our brand to have our voice. Yeah. So if it's me talking to them and me answering, yeah. Gems and I are very much at one. We've got this voice for Palmyra and you know it's us, whereas when we hand that over, it would just be really hard. So we've always kept it really tight, haven't we? We'll be back in a moment, but first a word from our sponsors, MYOB and Smiling Mind Small Business Programme. I'm joined by Jane Martino again this week. She's the founder of Smiling Mind, and we are going to talk about mental health for small business owners. Jane, I find that one of the best ways to learn about how to improve your mental health and issues around stress and work is to ask other women what they do. I'm always asking other women. So I'm going to ask you now, as a businesswoman and a working mum, how do you look after your own mental health? So for me, my secret is the morning. So getting up at least an hour early than anyone else in the house is my key to having time to reflect. So I will meditate. Uh, Sometimes I'll journal if I feel like it or I feel like there's a lot going on in my head that I need to get out. I'll then have a lemon juice in water, take the dogs for a walk. That's how I start my day most days. Uh, And some days that doesn't happen. And some days it looks very different and in different order. But that hour is really, I make the effort, even if I'm a little bit tired, to get up and do that. And the regularity of that is, I find, the secret to staying on top of things. And then I will top that up during the day if I need to, just with an extra small meditation. Or I found the emotional freedom technique or tapping recently, which is amazing. So they're probably my number one tips. I noticed when you talked about your morning routine, you didn't talk about checking your emails or turning your phone on. Do you think that first hour of the day is really important? It's sort of like golden time? It is. There's a stat that's over 80% of people check their phone within 15 minutes of waking up. I find that unbelievable, that statistic. I definitely check that box. But what I do do is I leave it at that. So through that hour, I don't look at it. 
That was Jane Martino, the founder of Smiling Mind. Have you got that app yet? You really should. I've downloaded it onto my phone and I am now using it regularly. You'll hear more from Jane next week when we discuss balancing your relationships as a small business owner. Let's make mental health everyone's business. Try the free small business program under the at work section in the Smiling Mind app today. Jen, how did you end up delivering one of Gemma's babies? Um, I was at home around the corner because I always would move relatively close to Gemma because of work. It was, you know, middle of the night and my phone flashed and it was a text message from Gemma. She said, Jen, I feel a bit funny. Do you want to come and have a cup of tea? It was about half past one in the morning. And um, yeah, I opened the front door, went upstairs and it was game on. (laughs) Gemma, when you sent the text message about the cup of tea, did you know you were in labour? I think I might have been in denial, Mia. I, uh, <laughs> I'd sort of woken up feeling a bit of pressure, and it was it was a bit strange. Anyway, called the midwife. The, yeah, you yeah. Did, yeah. And she said, "I don't think you should be on your own. Have you got someone you can call?" So I, call, I text Jenny, <laughs> and um, she came in, and I remember it now. I was like, "Right, we've got to get to the car, and then we'll just get to the hospital. It's about ten yeah. minutes away." Yeah. And yeah, as I said that, I pretty much went to the floor and just had this contraction that That didn't stop. It was a strange thing because Gemma was saying something, but doing very so she was saying to me, "Get me to the hospital," but she was taking her clothes off by that point. (laughs) You know, her body, her body was literally taking over, and obviously, I had a baby at home, and I was five months pregnant myself. So I was like, you're having this baby. And it was literally minutes. There wow. wasn't time to think. So I just dialed, what was it, triple zero? I don't know. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then um, yeah, just said, hey, you know, I'm here with my sister-in-law. She's, she's having the baby. And the lady on the other end of the line said to me, whatever you do, just don't let her push. <laughs> I said, listen, I've already had a baby. I'm five months pregnant myself. This baby is coming. Just tell me what to do so that was that and what did she tell you and what did you do Jem? I think <laughs> I just knew she had it like she's just you good at mm. stuff like that you I was like I just I'm gonna do I was holding on to the baby gate at the top of the stairs on my landing and she was behind me and I was like you just gotta do what you gotta do and I'll just do what I've gotta do again it's that trusting but she, honestly she wasn't nervous or anything she just where did the baby come out? I mean, obviously of your vagina, but what on the landing? Yeah, there on, <laughs> on the, the landing, landing. <laughs> holding yeah. on to the baby gate. So you were standing up and Jen, you just went, oh, there's a baby coming out. I'm literally going to catch it now. Yeah. So she literally went from the bathroom, tried to get into her bedroom, couldn't. So just went down <laughs> on the landing. The lady on the other end of the line was amazing. It was about 20 minutes from start to finish of Jem having the baby. So I think mentally she was just like, gosh, you know, she's holding this baby bless. And I could see she just... She (laughs) couldn't process it. And then what did you do, Jen? Were you like holding the baby? Did you go in the ambulance or did you just go home and make your own cup of tea? Well, she wanted me to hold the baby... We just went to the hospital, you held him for a little bit and then you had really, they gave her an injection and then again she said, I just, I want Jen to have the baby. I made sure all that happened, everything was all okay, stayed with her, you know, for the after bits. 
and then dropped, yeah, Flynn with Gemma's mum. And then obviously the office and warehouse was downstairs, so I just went to work. <laughs> of course you did. And such is the life of two working mothers. So you've got five babies between you. How old are they now? So I've got Betsy Bluebell, who's five, and I've got Bertie, who's turning three in June. Yeah, and I've got Flynn, who's just turned five, Artie, who's three, and Romy, who is 18 months old. How have you managed? There's no such thing as maternity leave when you are running your own business, and you two have not, by the sounds of things, even been able to tag team, apart from literally. How do you make it work? That's a hard one, because it's kind of... We have never had the business without the children. We've never had the children without the business. My eldest is four months older than Jem's and then we flipped it. My youngest is four months younger than her. So we, it was really full on all of the time, really. We don't really know any different. Tell me how COVID has impacted on your business because your shoes are all made in Spain. The factory closed down quite early in the piece. Spain was one of the hardest affected countries. How did it play out for you guys? So we were actually going over there, weren't we? Yeah, Yeah. it was the beginning of March. We were going to go over and meet with the factory. We were going to go to a leather show in Alicante. We were, you know, we had all these plans going very quickly. We realised that wasn't going to happen because it escalated quite quickly in Europe. So one minute we were going and then we were really not going. So that was the first real impact for us. And we were like, okay, that's not happening. So that was the first thing. That was quite major as well because we had some designs that we really did need to be at the factory for. Did you think at that stage that was going to be the worst thing that was going to happen? Yeah, Yeah. probably. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then, yeah, we got wind that it might be happening. And then a few days later, it was just shut. You know, there was no, okay, we're going to shut in two weeks. We're going to try and pump this out. It was like, they're shut. You know, it's locked down. So at that stage, we're so lucky because we had just received a shipment of some really good sandals. So at the time, we were just so relieved that we'd received that shipment and we knew it was going to keep us going a few weeks because we could launch, you know, some new styles and keep that buzz and keep that interest. It's left us creative with the way that we (laughs) release stock. Yes. So we have very much said let's release one each week. Let's pick this stock out to get us through whoever knows how long this is going to be. Let's push what we've got as hard as we can and explain to our followers what's going on and ride the wave together because that is pretty much all we can do. But we are very low on stock now. So we are just keeping everything crossed. Is the factory still closed? Yes, at the moment it is, yeah. As owners, have you had to take any difficult decisions around staff? Because I imagine uh, revenue, by how much did revenue slip down? For the first few weeks, it was it was okay because we had stock, but now we're seeing the real impact. We're at the lowest stock that we've had for years now. We've had to let all our staff go, which was a really sad decision for us. Have some of the government um, packages that have been available around rent assistance, mortgage, holidays, JobKeeper, have those kind of things flowed through to, to your business? Um, they will do, yes. We will get certain tax relief. 
which is great. That's something we're working through at the moment with our accountant. It's done quarterly. So it will see by the end of June because obviously our revenue kept going. Where we'll see the problems is next quarter. With our office warehouse, we rent this commercial space and the owner has agreed to take that down to 50% rent for us to pay for the next three months. So we're just doing everything we can. And this is the beauty of our business and the way it's set up it really can be run on a shoestring yeah realistically Jenny and I could run this business ourselves well we have well you are right now aren't you along with homeschooling that's yeah. it that's, <laughs> that's what it. I was doing this morning huh? yeah but it's sort of almost going back to the beginning where yeah. we had two yeah. babies and we just had to figure it out so you know in that respect we can run this business yeah. just us two It's another really um, good lesson in terms of why you need to know your business so well from the inside out, because when it comes down to it and shit goes down, COVID goes down, you do have to do all the jobs that you had hired people to do. And another thing about that as well is I feel we've really created a community. And as I think Gemma mentioned, when this first happened and we put it out there that the factory had closed, We literally had received hundreds and hundreds of messages just saying, we're going to get through this together, like we're thinking of you, like amazing messages. But people that are like, I've just gone on and bought three pairs of exactly the same pair of sandals because I want to support you. And I honestly believe that most of ourselves in the first (laughs) few weeks have almost been just for support. And that in itself, we were just emotional wrecks to begin with, wasn't we? Because it was amazing to know that they've just got behind us. And I think that's because they do feel like they know us, I suppose, because we're always on socials. You know, it's us replying to DMs. It's us replying to all messages, emails, everything. We always wanted to keep our finger on the button when it comes to what our customers are saying because that's how we design that's how we make our business better and better we have got lots of relationships with our customers so I think yeah that definitely held us up certainly a testament to the brand that you've built and the work that you've done both front of house and behind the scenes you've built phenomenal product um you know I've been a fan for many years and I will continue to support whatever you do, sending you lots of love and lots of fingers crossed for a speedy opening of the factory. Oh, thank you very much. Sending love, you guys. Thank you. Oh, I don't know about you, but I now feel so much more equipped to deliver a friend's baby. And the most important thing I took away from that is your friend may be saying one thing, But if she's taking her pants off at the same time and getting close to the ground, probably it's go time. You can follow the girls on two different accounts on Instagram. There's their work account, which is Palmera Sandals Australia, and it's spelt P-A-L-M-A-I-R-A. And then they have a private account called Jen and Gems. Now it's J-E-N-N and Gems, G-E-M-S. I love both the accounts. Obviously, the business account is great, but then they've got the personal account where they just show a lot of the the behind-the-scenes stuff. They show a lot of their clothes. They both have the most extraordinary style. They just look like they picked something up off the floor and just threw it together, and it just looks amazing. 
Anyway, back to business. What did we learn from that conversation? I'm going to tell you the two big takeaways that stood out for me. The first one is that simple is better. Look at ways to make your business more automated and streamlined by really keeping your systems and tech as simple as possible. It was really notable what they said about the fact that they can run their business from their phones, that they can make changes, they don't have to ask any tech person or developer, they can update their website, they can run it all from their phones. And I think that is extraordinary in terms of balancing your life and just staying in control of your business. And I always say this, use an existing platform for your website so that you keep the control and that you can make those updates and changes whenever you want to, as you need to. If you're an e-commerce business, consider Shopify, or if you need a website, consider Squarespace. Both of them have really good mobile-enabled backends. Now, the second takeaway, choose your partner carefully. Now, a lot of us, and I would say Jen and Jem, and probably me and my husband, Jason, fell into our partnerships because it just so happened the person closest to us and sort of standing beside us happened to be the one that we ended up partnering with because there was no one else who wanted to partner with us. It was fortunate for Jason and I and it was fortunate for Jen and Jens that ultimately they did have different strengths. Ideally, you want to find that out before you jump in. So it doesn't matter if it's family, friend or associate, you want a partner who has different skills to the skills that you have. Because for a while at the start and even down the track, like in times like COVID, you'll likely need to be wearing all the hats. So it's helpful to know which parts of the business each of you excel in, because ultimately, once you get to a certain size, you're going to have to divide and conquer. So whether it's a formal conversation or something you evolve into, look for the strengths and the gaps in knowledge. And trust is obviously so important between business partners. I mean, can you imagine what would happen to these two if they fell out? It's very intertwined, their family and their work and their lives. Now, I'm just going to finish by telling you two more important things real quick that can help your business or your dream of having a business. Number one, businesses don't start themselves. You need help. You need someone to hold your hand and be your human sports bra. I wish that I had had that when I started Mamma Mia or when I started podcasting or when I started Lady Startup. I made so many mistakes and I went very much the long way to get from A to B, which is why a few years ago I took a year out of running the editorial side of Mamma Mia to create the Lady Startup Activation Plan from scratch. I refined all the overwhelming amount of info that's out there. There's just so much stuff. Not all of it's important and it can be really overwhelming. And I whittled it all down into six manageable steps. We made easy to follow videos and instructions. It's all taught by me. We cover it off in six weeks and you can do the course whenever you want, even just on your phone if you like and in the time that you want. Plus there's a Facebook group and sometimes I dance in it. We have very limited numbers when we do intakes for the Lady Startup Activation Plan. It's not available all the time. So head over to ladystartup.com.au so that you don't miss out. And while you're there, the second thing I wanted to tell you, if you haven't already, sign up for my insider newsletter because even if you don't want to do the activation plan, you might already be a Lady Startup. I share the juiciest personal business stories and anecdotes every week only with the Lady Startup Insiders hope to see you there. Go to ladystartup.com.au. Until next time, remember that Lady Startup is about women supporting women because together we can do hard things and also dance sometimes.
This episode of Lady Startup was brought to you by the MYOB and Smiling Mind Small Business Program with mindfulness meditations for navigating stress, building resilience, and finding balance. It's here to help business owners thrive. So let's make mental health everyone's business. Try the free small business program under the at work section in the Smiling Mind app today. And breathe.